Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, the best bits of this afternoon show. Andy Smart, ball runner, comedy store player, Farnborough fan, was back. Yeah. Uh, he was our Asian Cup correspondent. Yes. Uh, for reasons you're here. And in great mood because Farnborough had a terrific result. Yeah, stonking win. Um, Paul Dowson, the uh, editor. Alan Dowson. And, uh, Paul Dowson. Too many Pauls. Uh, <laughs> Paul Dowson, uh, Alan Dowson. Yeah, you, a, you called him Alan Gowling at one point. <laughs> no, Sorry, Alan. No, I called him Alan Dowling. <laughs> That's right. Anyway, Alan Dowson joined us, the Woking manager. Uh, he he's lost his phone. But, of course, there is more to it than that, as you'll discover. And um, we were also joined by who else my mind has gone completely by each other by each other us that's it yeah we're joined by each other and uh, you were telling us about some interesting cricketers we'd completely forgotten about from the USA that's right and the listeners joined in and they certainly did great effect here we are then I've been quite excited to come clean actually. have you really uh, yeah. yeah I've been spying on uh, all the other programs I've been spying on Drive for years. Okay, yeah. Uh, what do you do? Well, I get their running order to make mm. sure they don't, they're not covering things like the World Bricklaying Championships. Okay, so yeah, I've yeah. got their running order. There's a pretty order. good chance they That's won't right. be. I think they've got a bit more sense <laughs> than we have. I've got their running order for today. It's uh, VAR, is it all that? Yeah. Ralph Hasenhut, or should he be sacked? Yeah. And is Stephen Gerrard a much better manager than Frank Lampard? And could they manage in the same division? Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Could they manage good in the intel, same eh? division? That's good. Yeah, know, so I'm impressed. That's ruined it for Adrian. He had that all lined up. <laughs> uh, I quite enjoyed watching Derby Southampton. I knew yeah. it would be a good game and because uh, the first one was. And watching when I'm watching Derby, it's a bit like I'm invested in it. It's like I'm watching mm. a Chelsea offshoot. So I was really delighted when they went through on the penalty shoot. I've got nothing against Southampton, but you know, just because of the Chelsea connection. I think Derby are a team that tempt fate because um, mm. they often. We've talked about this before. Richard Keogh, of course, had that terrible moment in the playoff final that cost Derby a place in the Premier League. Mm. And I always really felt sorry for him then. You know, a great player, great servant for the club, as great they always servant. say. And found himself at one of the worst moments in, in the club's recent history. Not, you know, it happens in mm. a match. It just happened at the, the very worst moment to them. So I think when they send him up, uh, when they send take him up to take the decisive pen, yeah. they're, kick, they're kicking fate in the teeth, aren't they? But I was pleased to see him put it away. I, I, I find I root for him now whenever I watch him play. 
And something happened in the middle of last night's game, which was really odd. They suddenly started showing the VAR process on television. Did you notice they didn't do that in the beginning? No, I didn't. I've see never that. seen them do that before. But they had a sort of quadruple box of the officials. It was really they did that during the World Cup, didn't they? Yeah, but they didn't do it. They haven't done it here, as far as I know. They haven't done it here. Unless I'm going mad. Maybe it's but, their way of kind of bringing us into the process a little bit more. Well, it would be good if not they a bad did, thing. You know, it's um, but it is interesting. I mean, at half time when uh, when. The match of the day kind of attacked the the VAR for the. They, they, all they came back and said was they're sticking to their decision. They'd been better if they'd explained that you know about the rule about arms and which parts of the body can be offside. Yeah, you know, they need a bit better explanation for people, I think. You know, but anyway, um, it, in the end, though, when you look at the stills, the, the calls were right, weren't they? The decisions. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's been a, a lot of kind of uh, toing and froing on social media there about this clear and obvious thing but, but it doesn't apply to us it doesn't because it's you know it's a line decision. it is a line decision i think about gary lineker has been making the point you know it's conclusive with goal line technology but sometimes the angles of the cameras and what the cameras have at their disposal hmm. doesn't necessarily look as if it's conclusive but the the people behind it they're very happy with the technology they haven't got an issue they think it's working so yeah but there's going to be a new camera or something they were saying on the Maybe it's a maybe it's a bit of a conversation with our old mate Paul Hawkeye Hawkins, yes. because he could, you know, uh, it, it could be that you know we are getting the, the right decisions all the time, even though one or two of the angles seem to be missing, as we saw at, mm. at Wembley last week in the League Cup. And I've been alerted to the fact that uh, this is a mad situation. <clears throat> a lot of people are not happy with the loan situation the way it exists. Mm. But now uh, Sheffield Wednesday have qualified to play Chelsea in the next round. Mm -hmm. Michael Hector who's never played for Chelsea, will never play for Chelsea, but can't play against Chelsea for Wednesday in the Cup because really? he's still on loan. It's about his 15th loan or something. It's a They've got to do something about that. And that's, it's not right. That. I, if I was Chelsea, I'd, mm. I'd like they allowed Mount to play for Derby against uh, Chelsea in the Carabao. I'd allow Hector This was to um, a player they signed from Reading, which was a bit of a shock when they a signed strange him. strange sign. Five million? But I bet, they've made, I bet they've made more than that. You'd have to look at yeah. the ledger, wouldn't you? You'd have to see. Cost five million, wages were X, loan fees have been X, and presumably... And they may sell him for a profit. profit. Yeah. But, you know, what's he got out of it? I suppose he's still playing mm. championship football, isn't he? Which is what he was doing before with Reading, so... Yeah. But he was probably expecting more. The day Chelsea phoned up and he stood there holding the shirt, he maybe expected he might wear one one day. Yeah. And you mentioned uh, Alan Dowling. They'll be speaking later uh, to the Woking manager. Alan Dowson. Dowson. I've yeah. Got, I Alan You've got Dowling. Alan Gowling. Alan Gowling and Alan Dowson. You've got to have a system. You've got to have a system. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Alan. Alan Dowson, of course, uh, whose uh, phone mm. was stolen, mm. uh, has been stolen during this period. Although they don't have a transfer window in the National League South. Our expert on the National League South. We need that, don't we? Yeah. yeah. But uh, during this sort of season when I suppose the other clubs are, have players available in this period. And... Uh, his phone has been stolen. Yeah. But there's it, no truth. It's, it's not Marcelo Bielsa. It's not. No, no it wouldn't it be. No. We are going to cross to Argentina a little yeah. bit later on and, and see what they make of it all. It's been a, it's been a weird... Nothing, I'd imagine. I mean, it's, <laughs> it, it was so odd. When they said it was a press conference at five o'clock and we talked about the prospect yeah. of Bielsa saying, I'll stuff this for a lark, I'm off. Because mm. he's done it in the past. It was a slight worry that he was going to walk. Um, but that wasn't the case. It was a bit mad, wasn't it? Was and it? we got it his PowerPoint long. presentation, didn't we, really? Yeah. And so a lot of other coaches say, well, we'll do this anyway. But, you know, so... And, um, look, it, the thing about Bielsa is that he is an influence. But his actual, as Stan Collingwood pointed out on Twitter, mm. he's, 
his, his actual record. He hasn't won a lot. He hasn't won a lot. Hmm. You know, so, I mean, you could say that about Sarri too. There are certain managers that yeah. sort of other managers like and they like the football they play. But they're not necessarily winning, you know. So that's the best combination. It's, a, it's funny, while this, this big broad brush uh, Spygate thing is going on and the um, manager is going through all the matches that Leeds have played and, and the intelligence they got on different teams, good old TG... Um, went to the heart of you know you always look out for your team's role in anything mm. like this oh, yeah. he said personally the thing I find most shocking about the Bielsa affair is that he believes we're called Oldham United <laughs> <laughs> we should invite him along to a training session and bring him up to speed that's a good idea but yeah it's not good is it That that's the sort of thing that bothers you I wonder um, if they also said on that list Knott's Forest because that would have annoyed him as well I've not, I've not noticed that's true I've got, a, I've got one for the listeners because yeah. the, I was telling you on the phone today, the ICC have invited uh, mm. USA Cricket back into the fold yeah. uh, as its 105th member. And, of course, there are, have been over the years some very, very famous American, American cricketers. cricketers, which I shall now give you some, but I'd like the listeners to remember some of the great yeah. ones who have played for America. Of course, there was uh, the legendary uh, Donald Trumper. Oh, yeah. He once hit the ball over the pavilion. They didn't. Uncle Sam Curran and Virat yeah. Coca-Cola. Virat Coca-Cola is uh, very good. It wasn't a WG Gracie Allen. That's one, that's one for the teenagers. <clears throat> yeah, no, not really. So um, American cricketers we're looking for this oh, afternoon, yeah. amongst other things. We've got some other stuff to run past you. And Andy Smart joins us, some other things we want to get involved in. So talksport.com forward slash H&J. You can text to 81089 with your American Cricketers, including the best court circular announcement I've ever seen. Really? So far. Yeah, I'm oh, that's good. I'm good. Thank later. goodness you're looking at it because very few. I don't think it's really the Talksport heartland. So we are, we are relying on you <laughs> yeah, to bring good, us all the posh wedding news. That's the good news. Anyway, the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hawksby and Jacobs here on Talksport. We've ever had that thing where you leave your mobile phone at home. No. Uh, it's, it's, you feel like you're in the nude. I know. It's it's a sad state of affairs, and that's not just uh, one for the kids. You know, I think everybody feels like that mm. these days. Imagine actually losing it, especially if you're a football manager, uh, and it's just a sea of top-line contacts from the game. Mm. Well, that's what's happened to uh, uh, Alan Dowson, the uh, Woking manager. And let's see if we can try and reunite him with his phone. The Woking fans have been trying. Let's, let's broaden the net, shall we? Yeah. Good afternoon, Alan. Uh, how are you doing? Yeah, we're good, thank you. I mean, the first question, really, I, 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 this is not the genius bar, but the first question is, do you not back it up on your computer? <laughs> oh, I do. Uh, oh, the worst PR stunt ever. You've got no idea. I, um, I wouldn't know what to do, like, you know, I wouldn't know how to back it up, I wouldn't know how to put it on the cloud or whatever you call it. Um, but the, the two of them, it got nicked, like, you know, where I tried to play the old PR once, you know, yeah, you know, I've lost it and stuff like that. Fully expecting somebody to give it back, but nobody ever did. So it's made us look a right idiot, to be honest, you know. <laughs> do you know where it was nicked from? Have you any idea? I do, but I didn't, I didn't want to see it because I didn't want the organisation to be, you know, or do and go around there because it gets pinched. So I sort of kept that quiet. So mm. I just said, oh, well, lad, just put it out there. Just see it's being lost. It'll get handed back and all that. And mm. It never did. So um, here's me. I've got another phone now, obviously. And I've lost quite a lot of numbers, but you know, I'm getting most of them back, to be honest, you know. Do you want to get you want to get one of the boys, one of your players, to to kind of I imagine they're all quite tech savvy. Next time, yeah. Alan, get them to set you up. They'll you can have find my phone and all these sort of things. Mm. So you could just you could find out where your phone was when you lose it. 
on a, on a, I've been absolutely battered by everybody, to be fair. Like, you know, <laughs> the, the players, me mates, everybody. I've had no sympathy whatsoever. I've just been absolutely battered. So it's my fault, to be honest. So I'll just have to spend the next five years trying to get all my numbers back, you know. Yeah, yeah these things. I gather that you're uh, speaking to Martin Tyler, who's got obviously a fantastic yeah. contact. Yeah, you're going to end up with more contacts oh, than you had before. You'll get Pep Guardiola's <laughs> private number. <laughs> Marvellous. Oh, I- <laughs> uh, he, he, he was coming back off the game so like, everybody does you, you, you get one number everybody says it. all the lads have been sending their numbers and it soon grows back to be honest and I, had a, I, had, I did have some uh, still on me front to be fair mm. so uh, it's not as bad as it's made out it's just a laughing joke of things because uh, somebody said I lost another one when I was at Kingstonian so yeah. it's me but that, that, that was that was the new phone I got so uh, the bottom line is I've been absolutely battered and I've never actually lost a phone <laughs> I've had it nifty, you know what I mean oh really I don't know if, yeah but as I said get one of the boys on the case and uh, get yep. set you up so it's always backed up from there on so you can lose the hardware but you still got the contacts that's the good thing now the thing is here at TalkSport we take an and sort of ridiculous interest in Talkie United. Talkie United and Woking, because of yeah. Ben Fletcher who yeah, reads too, uh, the news. Our newsreader Ben Fletcher is a massive Woking fan, and our producer, yeah, yeah, yeah. John Cadigan, yeah. is a huge Talkie fan. He's quite fanatical, yeah. actually. Something wrong with yeah. him, I think, at times. But he, uh, so he's, <laughs> he's aware that you two are Talkie and you're really battling for it this year. So it's a pretty exciting race, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Um, we've got a great manager down there and a fantastic football club that, we are full time, um, you know, and it's a great setup. But we're digging in week by week, you know. I think a lot of people before the cup game thought we might have had an eye on the FA Cup. We never won seven on a spin. After the cup game, people thought it might be a massive downer, but we didn't. We beat well in 2 0. Mm. So the lads are proving everybody wrong, to be honest, but not taking away from Torquay, who I think are a fantastic side. Yeah, I was going to mention that to you. But like, you get all the circus of the cameras being there and all the press and all the interest because you're playing a Premier League side. And then it goes away. I mean, I suppose you have to guard against there being a bit of a, a feeling of sort of letdown and the guys taking their eye off the ball. But as you said, you know, Welling are up there and you came back and yeah. won the following week. Yeah, well, I found that very hard. The first time, you know, in management, you find it hard to lift players because we had the big, you know, like you say, like you said, the cameras and we had everything in the papers. And all of a sudden you're playing in front of, say, 1,400 people against Welling and um, it was a bit of a you know the atmosphere wasn't how it was and it was very difficult to lift players but to be fair the players got through it to tell you the truth and it was all about getting through the game now it's up to us with 19 games to go to kick on now you know yeah um, how long have you been at the club Alan? just from the summer I joined in the summer right. um, I left Hampton Richmond in the summer and I've, I've uh, six months or whatever now is that you did you know Martin from, uh, from uh, those days is that, have you kind of known him for a long time I know, he, I've known Martin for, um, I think it was through 15 years ago. Yeah. I, I coached his son team in Cobham. And when I was manager at Walton Hersham, he came as me assistant manager there. Then he came to Kingstonian, and then he came to Hampton, and he's come here. Mm. But it's a great story for Martin, really, because he is a genuine working fan, you know. Uh, yeah, you, yes, I mean, you don't sound like a native, as we are probably aware of Woking, uh, Alan, <laughs> I think it's fair to say. Uh, I can I can get in a hint of a Geordie accent there. <laughs> not not many not many people notice that to be fair. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a slight lilt. That's yeah, what it was. Very nice. Right, yeah. I, 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 I come from obviously I come from Kiesa. I've, I've been down London since I was sixteen, and I've never lost my accent wow. at all. So it's absolutely unbelievable. I, it sounds like you just came down on the train today. That's amazing. <laughs> sixteen years. That's fantastic. Uh, it's, it's only like I, I came down. No, I, I came down. It's longer than that. It's about thirty years. I came down when I was sixteen. I 
I've only lived in Gear, so I'd, um, I've only went back once. And, but honestly, everybody knows what my accent. I've tried to get rid of it. I've tried to talk slower. I just can't. So it's um, ridiculous, really. Don't get rid of it. It's, uh, yeah, it's great. You, you should cherish it. You cherish it. I mean, oh. so you're a Newcastle fan. What was your kind of era of, of watching them play? No, I'm still in fan because oh, really? uh, oh, from Gear, Oh, if go okay, right. right. Uh, yeah, yeah, either one or the other. So I was always a Sullivan fan, you know, and. Uh, Obviously, people like Gary Rowland and all that. When I was when I was younger, that was my heroes and Bobby Fenerson and people like that. Nick Pickering and um, like listen, Sonnen's always been useless to be honest. So I'm well aware of where we are and um, you know. But I've always been a big fan. Have you watched the documentary series on on Netflix? I'm doing that. I'm going to Amir's house later on to watch a bit of that. Uh, the pant is fantastic. So I watched the Man City one, um, so I'm looking forward to seeing the Sonnen one. Yeah. Did it's made by Sunderland fans? So I say it's made with love. I think you'll enjoy it. Um, oh, we should ask. We should ask you, Alan, about your preparation because preparation manager's preparation is really in the news. I mean, yeah. What do you, a? What do you make of all this stuff? And b? What do you? What sort of preparation do you go through? As elaborate as Bielsa? <laughs> uh, you look at you know if you talk about the documentary side, I wouldn't if I was Man City or Sunderland. I wouldn't want cameras in the change room to be honest. You know, what I, mean? hmm. I think it should be a private thing. Me and. You see things, and you sort of half set yourself up. You know, like we prepare the best we possibly can here. Even though we're part time, we still try to make sure the players look after themselves. We've still got a plan. We've still got scouts, and we're still, you know, we try to get in with the supporters. But you wouldn't want the cameras around it all the time because I think it gives a lot, lot of stuff away. Where I was watching the Man City thing, and I thought the blue was fantastic. But imagine if you're a Premiership manager watching that, you, you may give a few things away. To be honest. Yeah, yeah. I can, I can, yeah. yeah. I mean, I was going to ask you that because you had the cameras around a lot recently. So. Does it get in the way? Yeah. Can it be a bit intrusive then when you're trying to work? I, I thought it was, but was there, obviously somebody like me it was my first time, if you like, where you know, and it, 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 it might never happen to me again, if you know what I mean. But I just, I, the man, you know, it was you walk in the gates, all the cameras are there. There's some cameras in the change room, which made it made a little bit uncomfortable. You go out at half time, and the, the bloke wants to speak in the camera at half time, and at the end of the game, and I thought it's not. I didn't really enjoy that side of it, to tell you the truth. But yeah. the bottom line is you've got to do it. I know it's part of the job. But it's just something, when I look at the, the Man City one and the Stunning one, I'm thinking, why would he want to, like, football's like that at a minute, why would he want to give any secrets away whatsoever about how players think, what makes them tick, what, what the managers like in the change room, what the supporters mm. are like awards the mm. team. I just think it could give a few things away, to be honest too. Finally, Alan, just uh, Andy alluding, I think, earlier on to, to Spygate and what's going on at Leeds with Bielsa. Um, yeah. have, have you ever have you ever sent anybody along to watch uh, the other teams train bloke in a sort of false nose and a pair of glasses? <laughs> no, I, I, I just want to have to talk key monitor's got my phone, you know. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. Gary Johnson's got his phone. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely no, have you. I just say no, we wouldn't get a weird fight at our level. And uh, you know, yes, we're, we're good scout teams. Of course, we do. We're, um, we went to watch, you know, St Albans last Saturday. We do all that we do, but no, yeah. no we would never dream of doing something like that. I think that's a bit below the belt, to be honest. Really? Yeah, okay. Well, look, good, good to, uh, good to talk to you, Alan. Thanks very much, and we'll Brilliant. catch up with you soon. I hope you get your phone back. Well, hopefully, somebody can was... put you in touch with it. I've... Take I'll care. Give you a number. Okay, <laughs> Alan Dawson, there, the He's Woking funny, Alan, FC manager, or as it says in my running order, prepared by our Torquay <laughs> uh, supporting. Uh, producer Alan Dowson, Woking FC manager and National League South runner-up 2018-19. More <laughs> below the belt, Fletch won't like that. No. So it's um, Hawksby and Jacobs here on Talk Sport, and uh, Andy Smart joins us in the next hour. We've got some other stuff to run past you, but um, you've been remembering so many of these great uh, USA cricketers as they're welcome back 
into the cricketing fold by the ICC. We'd forgotten all about Steve War of Independence, says Richard. (laughs) Alan Mexican Border, says uh, Stephen. Kentucky Barrington, says uh, Eddie's back again with a second one. W.G. Graceland, says uh, Peter in Manchester. Very good. John Wayne Daniel, says Spike in Amersham. (laughs) Sam Dollar Billings, um, (laughs) that's from Lee. Computers, was it work? Here we go. Uh, Philadelphia Tufnell, says Joey again. (laughs) Barack Obama, says Lord Lucan. (laughs) Um, Mike Gatling Gun, (laughs) says Rob the Carlisle fan. (laughs) Freddie Truman Capote. Very good, says uh, Andrew. And uh, Jim Laker, Michigan, says <laughs> Mark Grieve. Keep them coming. Talksport.com, text 81089. Tweet TSH&J. Got one more. Michael from Islington. The Mike Gattingsburg address. Um, so, yeah, we'll, like, we'll take more of those <laughs> That's quite throughout the show. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talksport. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. So, Andy, what's, what, what have you got for us? Oh, right. Okay. Over the room here. Yeah, we have. I thought I was saving these for Andy Smart. I'll do a few of these now. Yeah. Yeah, I was saying to you, this, uh, looking at the court circular, mm. And it, it, it took me a bit of time to realise what was going on here. But first of all, I saw that uh, the birth section, yeah. uh, somebody called Muley, uh, Sean Muley and Ed Muley. Uh, congratulations, a daughter has been born. Yeah. Sicily, marvellous. And underneath, in the forthcoming marriages, Mr. E.D.C. Muley and Mr. Sean Chester Jones, they've announced their uh, engagement. I just straight after the baby was born. <laughs> yeah. What times have changed then, well, even amongst the aristocracy? Better late than never, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm not sure how to put both in. Do you know I think I would have only put one in? Really? Well, I just stagged them over the few well, days. I think I might have put the birth in, I think, rather than the, you know, the engagement announcement. That seems a bit awkward. Well, the engagement today and then the birth tomorrow. Possibly. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, right. Either way. About things, times have changed now. Well, that's very true, yeah. isn't it? There's no, no question about it. What about that. your mate who, um, did you want to do some news of that bloke and, and his day? Oh, yeah. Well, again, I was, I thought Andy might like this, but I don't well, mind. So you'll do it whenever you like. I mean, if you've got, I mean, you can't, you sound like Peter Shorten. I know it's all got to go in the book. <laughs> it's but in the book. If you've got other things that you 
did. Uh, did you not? I mean, we do this every day for eighteen years. You're not aware that we have this little section that where your imagination can run wild. I I was aware of it, but uh, I was. Um, you forgot about it. No, I didn't forget about it right, at all. Okay. I, was just, I was just trying to ration out the material. Okay, well, just give us all the dross then, and save the good stuff for Andy Smart. <laughs> no, I'll give you this. Give us the dross. We, meanwhile, back at Tim Gray, founder of and CEO of Neuro Web Marketing. Yeah, we've been going through his day for the last three days. Yeah, and it's taking longer. He has a busy life, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, we got to eight thirty at night where. He put on his full blue light blocking glasses. Do you think he's a talk sport listener? I don't think so. I don't he sense might it. Be. You, you don't know, yeah. really. He doesn't say I get home and I watch, um, you know, National League. <laughs> no, I listen to my National League Obsession podcast. No, he may, yeah, he may do. No. So what's he done then? Uh, at 10 o'clock, I read for 10 to 40 minutes, depending on how late it is. I force myself to do this. Oh, why so enjoyable? Yeah. Otherwise, I feel my mind isn't growing. Right. I'm currently reading The Biology of Belief by Bruce Lipton. I haven't read that. I read Martin Lipton's <laughs> Biology of Belief. It's very good. Yeah, It's about how cells in Petri dishes mm. can be affected by positive psychology. And it shows the the effect the environment has on us. Yeah, I think I'd have to force myself to read that <laughs> for between 10 and 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I bet it's really. more like 10 minutes they before do, you drop off. Uh, the pop-up version, <laughs> pop version, should I say, not pop-off. <laughs> no. Uh, I watch an episode of something at 10.40. I watch an episode of something that adds value to my life. An episode of something. <laughs> that adds value to my life. My life, what like neighbours? Yeah, <laughs> does he not life. qualify what <laughs> yeah. that episode is? Or a Breaking Bad type drama? I only watch half the episode. Really? No more, as I feel we only live once, and you've got to make the most of things and not waste your life in front of the TV. Imagine <laughs> <laughs> only watching half of programs. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, how was that match last night? I only watched the first half. Yeah, Sorry, Matt, I can't say. First 45, <laughs> life's too short to watch a whole game. He's going to like the 100, isn't he? He's going to love the, the ECB are going to love him. It's for him. Yeah, it's perfect, isn't it? A man who's so busy with his blue light and forcing himself to read a book. He can sit there for two and a half hours, but not yeah. three. Yeah. Uh, I get ready for bed and then stand on the balcony. I thought you've already gone to bed. If you get up again, watch the half a program, then go back to bed again. Yeah. Then stand on the balcony, watching the view in a meditative state for five minutes. I switch on the infrared light at the bottom of my bed and sit in front of it for five to seven minutes. Yeah. I then take 50 mg's, uh, not Mike Graham, 50 milligrams. Of <laughs> 50 C- milligrams of Mike Graham. CBD oil. Yeah. What, <laughs> what a player he was. He was yeah. Opened the batting, didn't he? It's anti-inflammatory and helps me sleep better. Mm. My aura ring confirms this. Really? I don't know what that is. I bet it does the oil, isn't it? I also take 50 milligrams of yeah, exactly, yeah. niacin or vitamin B3, which helps calm, niacin. <laughs> calm the mind. And finally, at 11.45, I switch on my Himalayan rock salt lamp. <laughs> what a bed. piece of work this Honestly, bloke is. With respect. <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow doesn't like the most normal person it, ever. It makes <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow sound like Mick from Hounslow, doesn't it? <laughs> She's got her own van, Gwyneth. Yeah, she's like too small. It does. She's, Gwyneth Paltrow must read that and think, "Blimey, he's a piece of work." <laughs> I Get switch, over yourself, mate. Have a day off. I switch off my Himalayan rock salt lamp, which adds yeah. minerals to the air. I then get into bed with a mug of lemongrass tea God. with potassium for There's hydration. No when does he ever fall? Did he ultimately fall asleep? <laughs> I have blackout blinds in my room, wear silicon earplugs, so my flight fight response doesn't get activated in the night. Once you get a burglar, well, somebody trouble. gets you by the throat during the middle of the night. It's not good, is it? I use an earthing bed sheet. Mm. And have natural. He does bed- what? What's on, what on his bed sheet? What's this? Earthing bed sheet. Earthing bed sheet. <laughs> I used to like. He it. used to read the news on <laughs> CNN. 
<laughs> and have natural bedding and pillows. Yeah. So I'm not inhaling petrochemicals all night. The last thing I do is turn my phone onto airplane mode to reduce the Plane ear... mood. Mute mode. Yeah. Not mood. Why not turn it off? Turn doing? your phone off, mate. I know. So what's the point of leaving it on? I don't know. Why is he, is he telling us why he wants it on airplane no, mode? It's, it's to reduce... This has not all happened on an airplane, has it, over the last three days? <laughs> to reduce the EMFs I get from another one of my favourite bands. Yeah. I, I then lie down and close my eyes, which is not a bad idea when you want to go to sleep. God. Well, thanks very much, Tim. That wow. was tremendous. What a strange bloke. What a life. I'm getting it wrong, clearly. I think we all are. There's not, I think he's the only bloke who lives his life moose like, a bit that. like that. He's the a... moose. <laughs> the moose is a bit like that. Of yeah. course he is, yeah. Let's uh, return <laughs> to the world of um, American uh, cricket and give you, of course, Jeremy Coney Island and uh, Dennis, straight out, Dennis, yeah, straight out of Compton, of course. I got that wrong. Uh, Umpire State Building, says Martin. Massachusetts Hussein, says <laughs> Anthony. Bad, yeah. uh, Dilly Car- Tilly Caratney, Dill Sham Francisco, says Andrew. <laughs> oh uh, John T. Rodeo Drive, uh, says <laughs> Ben. Um, Richard nicks it behind. Another early exit. <laughs> Thank you. Says Jamie. Uh, Moen, Ali McBeal, Darren Madison <laughs> Avenue and Paul Downtown, says Graham. <laughs> Just relentless, aren't they? Dominic New Cork, New Cork, <laughs> says Dave the Spurs fan. <laughs> Uh, Graham Smithsonian, very good Hassan. Yeah, nice one there. Donald Duckworth Lewis, says John, the, <laughs> the Millwall fan. Uh, Dennis Lillydelphia, says uh, Johnny. Who knew they had such a rich cricketing tradition? And uh, Dom gives us a co- controversial selection in the US cricket commentary box. Kevin Harter Bogley. It's very good. <laughs> well done, Dom. So keep them coming. Uh, talksport.com, text 1889, tweet TSH&J. I've got some other stuff, but I'm going to save it all for Andy Smart. We've got <laughs> so much harsh. stuff to hit Andy Smart with. He's not going to know what day <laughs> it is. Very harsh. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm serious. I, I'm not joking. I've done the same thing as you. Andy Smart, oh, why you saved all the... Did you really save that for me? It wasn't very good. I've got news from the world of sumo, though, Andy. Oh, yeah. I saw this in last night's stand-up. Uh, the last remaining Japanese-born sumo champion mm. is retiring after the worst run from an elite wrestler in several decades. Oh, dear. Sadly, that, you know, so many of the... There's very few great Japanese sumo wrestlers left. Not Japanese-born. Japanese-born, yes, that's absolutely. the key. I've worked yeah. over there. It's been quite controversial, wasn't it? And the other thing now, a new generation of female wrestlers uh, are trying to get involved, but because of the ancient traditions of uh, sumo, they've been finding it quite difficult. That's got to be one for the GC, isn't it? Surely. It could... <laughs> oh, the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast... From Talk Sport. Paul Hawksby, Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sport, making a welcome return. Uh, friend of the show, uh, comedy store player, of course, for many years, uh, improv king, Farnborough fan, ball runner, uh, <laughs> over how many? 50 odd, over 50? 61, run- runs. 61. Uh, wow. Pamplona running of the balls and still in one piece. Um, well, wow. just li- lightly, go- lightly gored round the edges. Yeah. <laughs> and Farnborough fan, which is a far more painful experience than being chased by well, a it ball. It has been, yeah, yeah, it has been. But well. this week, six nil. That's right. Andy no. Smart is with us. Andy, and uh, you know, normally we get you in after Farnborough <laughs> have taken a bit of a gubbing, but for once they've had a big win. Well, yeah, we've we've gone six unbeaten, which is uh, which is always uh, a good. <laughs> A good thing to do, but um, they've uh, they they played against the Dorchester side who have only won one out of uh, well now nine games at home mm. on their new 4G pitch, and uh, and the three uh, the sort of main defender, main midfielder, and the the up the guy up front for 
Dorchester all got called back to Bournemouth for their under-21 game. Right. So they were a bit weakened down the central spine. Yes. But um, but that's I mean that that is the problem at at the level that we're at is that there's so many loan deals. Loan deals. I I really think they should be banned. I mean it's just ridiculous the number of. So we could, we could have a player play three good games for us and then just get called back to his club and that's it. We we've got no say in it. So you, you can't, can't keep him for half a season or no, anything. You don't, you've you gone don't, and bought a shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> that's the trouble. It's not good for the shirt names I mean, and We've numbers. had fifty players so far this season. Wow. Really? Yeah, fifty. You are on 35 points, though. 10th in the table, quite impressive. I know, that's the problem. We're safe now, you see. And I I can't see us pushing for the the playoff spot. So (laughs) we had a run like this last February where we won four games in a row, all by big scores. Mm. And then we got rid of our three best players, as far as I was concerned. Stainstown Town can't be that good. No, they're Stain- miles behind everybody else. They're they, bottom of the table, only on nine points. Just imagine what you'd be like if you supported Farnborough. If you supported any team, you're, supported you're bad Town. enough when you think a player's only got six months left on his contract. Imagine <laughs> you could go there on Saturday and find your three best players had gone. I know it's I mean, crazy. It's like a different world. We had two now. new players on. Yeah, <laughs> we had two new players on Tuesday, and we only found out about them because. Uh, they tweeted that they were moving to Farnborough. <laughs> I mean, the club could help a bit more by putting out, you know, when yeah. we, when we've got a change of because the fans don't know who you you don't know who you're turning up to support really. I mean, there's a couple of regulars that have gone all season, but and we've got a great goalkeeper at the moment, so you know we've got to keep hold of him. Yeah, is it regional? Because it's quite, sorry, you know, top of the table, Taunton Town. I mean, that's quite a, that's quite a journey. Taunton and Tiverton, yeah, <clears> they're <throat> the two big long journeys. Yeah, Mer- but then but last year we were going up to Bishop Stortford, and we had sort of we were up the east coast a bit more last year, but we've wow. moved over into the south southern central now. Wow. Swindon Supermarket. <laughs> no, Swindon Supermarine. Yeah, Swindon right. Supermarket. They've <laughs> got, some, they got, some special they got a lovely ground. <laughs> and they, they do office. a really nice pie there. Do they? Yeah. Fantastic. Have you been thing. everywhere in the division? Have you been to all of them? I think I've been to all of them now, yeah. Mm. That's incredible. Uh, the Fine National Obsession podcast, if you've ever heard of that, Charlie Baker and, and somebody called John Cadogan, uh, <laughs> they were retweeting the BBC uh, Cornwall Sport uh, results from Division 1 West which included Liscard Athletic 20, uh, Van uh, 1, and Mausel 8, Beer Austin United 0. So, oh, Mausel, yeah. yeah. Mosel, Mosel, I'm being told, not no, Mausel, Mosel. I thought it was Mausel. He's, he, he's from the West Country. Don't argue with him. It's spelled mouse hole. Of course. Yeah, it is yeah. called, yeah, but not pronounced like Great that, pu- but apparently. The, the ship on the sea. Mosel. The ship on the harbour front there. Best pub in Oh, in yeah, it's a beautiful yeah. place. For now, uh, talking of pubs, yeah. um, <laughs> a little story today. 130 drinkers will refit a derelict pub after buying it for £300,000 in Harmston in Lincolnshire. And this is happening quite regularly now that, you know, the pub trade is, independent pub trade is suffering. It's yeah. tough enough for the chains. Mm. And you are finding people that love these places so much. They're so key at the well, community. Especially if it's the hub of a village. Yeah, then, of course. Then, you know, even people who live five miles away probably go there at least once a week, you know. And it's, you, who would have thought that would be the business model, that the drinkers would buy it themselves, if you like, the locals, and make them sort of self-sustaining and like mm. a, almost like communities. It's a brilliant thing. But it struck me that it, there is a kind of correlation between footballers getting much richer and yeah. pub trade struggling. <laughs> because me and In the Messi, old days, they always well, used to just they retire, go straight into buying a pub. Yeah. Big Alan, who, who's here on Talk Sport, before he, he, he entered the world of uh, broadcasting, 
he did. He was a public a publican for a while. Yeah, so yeah. I was going to say publicist. Yeah, <laughs> all the I don't think he was a pub. He wasn't a publicist. <laughs> did all the Hollywood. He was always there on the red carpet. Madonna, he was. Just one question, mate. Okay, <laughs> and then Marge were moving on. There was one time about it must have been early eighties where the, the the three pubs, the first three pubs down the Fulham Palace Road, were all owned by ex QPR players. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it was the thing they did. They yeah, they yeah. packed up football and they with the money they got from football they a bought a pub from the, or from B, their benefit year from the and then the testament went into went into hall. Did Alan make a profit in his pub? I don't know. <laughs> I'd like to think so. Highly unlikely. But, uh, but he's getting yeah. it at cost price. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I just wonder. Does it save him a fortune? Are there any. Say, Messi's not going to open a pub, is he? He's not going to do that. Or any other, Cristiano Ronaldo's not going to open a <laughs> no, pub. He's not open so pub. are there still active publicans in your area who are former professional footballers? I'd love to hear that they're still out there doing mm. their thing. Let us know. We know of those that run hotels that have probably got a bar in them. But purely. I want to make Mark. Gabbiadini, <laughs> yeah. but purely publicans. I'm talking about a proper old school pub, still owned by a footballer. That'd be great. Let us know. Talksport.com. Text eight ten eighty nine. Tweet TSH and J. Of course, we've called you in predominantly mm. for a full. Uh, comprehensive review of the Asian Cup so far. Oh, what because a cup so far. Palace, be, poor little Palestine getting tonked all over the place. You've been watching it, haven't you? Anna? I have, yes. We don't have to. <laughs> my only, my only I'm, I'm really, I'm just hoping for a shock early exit for, for South Korea, of course. Well, they beat China yesterday. Yes, yeah, yeah. So yeah. That's they're not, going all the way. Yeah, they yeah. are. Son, Son I think it's, going yeah, all the it's way. Between, yeah. I reckon it's between Iran, Japan and, and South Korea. Those mm. are the, the three big ones. You got interested in football mm. in that part of the world, if people don't know, because you and Nick Hancock uh, in 1998 um, went off. Was it 98? It was, <laughs> yeah, 98, yeah, 98 yeah. World Cup in France. You went off and followed Iran, didn't we you? We did. We followed Iran uh, all through the, the build-up. We went out to Rijeka in uh, Croatia and uh, sat on the sidelines where they played. They lost uh, 2-1 to Croatia. And then, uh, yeah, and then I was in the... I was actually in Tehran the night they beat America... 2-1 and uh, I, I mean that's a night I'll never forget yeah uh, there's a couple of times I didn't think I was going to make it but uh, we had to get out and do a, an interview in the main square and there was probably 250,000 people there at 4 o'clock in the morning quite whipped up I think is fair to say very excited touch anti-western at that stage would you well, have said yeah it was, it was the fact that they'd beaten the great Satan that had yeah. got them going and um, and you're standing there on the street with and Nick I said to the, I said to the fixer is it safe for me to get out of the car and he said no they'll kill you and I said well let's not do it then and then the director said no we need the shot so I got out of the car oh, you're so brave. I got out of the car and there was lots of shouts of kill the American kill it and I was running across the the square and then I've, I've climbed this fountain and I turned around and uh, and I just I don't know why I just suddenly spouted the names of the whole all 11 players that have played that night wow one after another and they all went hooray wow <laughs> sweet and old improv was... <laughs> skills came into <laughs> and then I said BBC even though we work for Channel 4 I said yeah. BBC BBC well one of the blokes yes, in that square yeah. today is uh, uh, here now with us <laughs> And he's a Farnborough fan. He's now, join us now. I, no, did, I, did, I did leave quite a few Farnborough shirts over there. There are there's probably about six blokes in Tehran walking yeah. around in Farnborough tops. They're probably sitting there in the town I can't square. You so many players this year. Town, town square, the little coffee. Said, "What is Spencer doing?" But they're, yeah. they're, no, the Iranians are fantastic people. They really are. I mean, that was just they were caught up in the emotion of the night. But everywhere we went, we were treated so well, and they, they, yeah. you know, it was it was. It was it was a, an amazing trip to go out there, and they they 
they they love their football. They they actually had me on their match of the day. <laughs> really? Yeah. You were on Iranian match. I was of the day. on Iranian match of the day. And they they found out we were in town and they said, "Oh, would you come on?" And I thought, "Well, yeah, it's just, just going to be." So we watched. It was like I think it was uh, an Estegal game, and we watched that. And uh, then afterwards, they said, "Right, we're coming to you now." And the first question was, uh, "Do you think that the uh, the money that is given to young players in the in the United Kingdom uh, is a, a, a tragic form of overcapitalization?" And it just right. went on and it's on the sort and on. Question that Alan probably, <laughs> probably did really. <laughs> Sounds and like I, one. Of- and I just at the end, he finally stopped asking the question. I went, "No." Must have been good. It's got a very deep. Yeah, it's not Gary. I said, I thought we were here to talk about football. He said, Well, this is about football. Wow. Carlos Kiros, of course, is the uh, Iran coach, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Formerly at Manchester got, United, chance, of course. Yeah, yeah. So, it says here in my match report, it was a low-quality first half at the Al Maktoum oh, Stadium. It was, it was very boring. Yeah. <laughs> what are you saying? We're Maktoum? Was, <laughs> yes. Iran versus Iraq, Iraq this game. Yeah. At the end of I think after 90 minutes, Iran had had one shot on goal, on target, and Iraq had had three. It was a very, very dull game. But they, they, Iran only needed the point to, to top the, the, uh, the, the oh. table. Yemen don't sound too good. <laughs> well, they've got a bit, of, <laughs> a bit of a problem at the moment. They've got nowhere to train, really. Well, that's hard. Oh, isn't it? Yeah, it's not easy. It's not easy. So uh, um, the the ICC have welcomed the USA back into the fold, Andy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You've seen this, and uh, America, the USA cricket team, is uh, is in the frame to possibly qualify for a World Cup. And the listeners have been sending in some of the great American cricketers we've forgotten about. Oh yeah, yeah. Such as Nazkar Hussein. <laughs> <laughs> David, bought, uh, good. that's from David. Prohibition Betty, that's good, isn't it? That's very from good. Paul Jenkins, Stuart Broadway, Steve Hucklebury Finn, Michael Vaudeville, um, and uh, Liam gives us clean, bold Steve Austin. Very good. Buster Keaton Jennings, we heard that one from Chock earlier on. Um, that one doesn't really work. Um, What's that? No, it doesn't really work either. Oh yeah, it does. Yogi Bearstow, that's good. Well done, that's Tony. Good, well done. Right. We like that. Uh, Joe Rooten Tootin says <laughs> <laughs> Patrick you've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4pm on Talk Sport there we are that was this afternoon's show and uh, we're back tomorrow with Motti and the clips of the week and lots more besides so thanks as always for downloading us Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.